Well, you gave me time to pee again. Oh my gosh, Dave! I I there have is. those I have those moments some days where yeah. uh, it, it's like you drink coffee, and I had some like electrolytes too. Ah, oh, that'll flow right through you. Yeah, it will. <laughs> What's up, DB? Hey, how you doing, Big T? I'm great, man. I'm great. Good. Yeah, it's good to chat. Yeah, I'm excited so, to start this new thing, man. I know, I know. What is this new thing? Well, I think we're going to call it the DB and Big T Dadcast. And it was really, this was kind of your brainchild. I mean, I jumped right on board, but definitely, this definitely came from you. So why don't you tell our, our audience, in air quotes, uh, what, what, what is this thing all about? Uh, that's a good point. It's, you know, it's tough. I, I think right now we've kind of both realized that just overall, you know, our society, our culture, you know, over the, the last few years has had a really tough time figuring out how to engage on substantive issues without mm-hmm. really focusing on the, the parts that are similar or the parts that we respect each other. And, and yeah. instead, I think a lot of it gets focused on, you know, small differences, yep. you know, that, that has really made it hard for friends, for families, you know, for, for really people in general, I think, that have some differences to, to find effective ways to communicate. And so I think, you know, you being one of the people I've known outside of my family longer than anybody else, yep. you know, it, it seemed like a really good time to maybe ways to converse on topics where, you know, it it's stuff that is very substantive and viewed through kind of a lens that I think we both have a, a very deep mutual respect for each other for. And that's, you know, just really how we are as parents. You know? yes. And I think we both go through life, you'll know, go through fatherhood, you know, kind of trying to, you know, instill certain things in our kids. I, I think it's very, very obvious that that's a priority with, with each of us. And I think we both, you know, feel very strongly that the other person's doing a good job. <laughs> well, the, the best we can, right? <laughs> the, yes, yes. The the best that we can, yeah. you know. It, and so, I mean, I, it just seemed like a really good way to, you know, maybe start, you know, just talking about things, you know, that, you know, that they're going on in the world. They're shaping how we are as parents, you know, yeah. and kind of re- reconnecting, I guess, you know. So I, 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 I couldn't I agree think... more. I couldn't agree more. And I mean, th- th- this is, this is sort of a creative thing that um, we don't know exactly what it's going to become. We have like this lump of clay of an idea that, um, that, that will take shape over time. Our, our initial idea is that we're going to make some recordings about topics that are important to us, like things that we'd want to convey to our kids about, about life and about parenting and um, not to tell them what to think or believe, but like to just share our experience a little bit so that that might somehow inform the way that they think about things um, for themselves in the future. But our initial thought is like, this is going to be for our kids to listen to. And um, who knows if it'll ever have an audience beyond that. It it doesn't need to, but, but it might, that's uh, what we'll see how things go. Um, I, I think it might be helpful just for a minute or two 
um, to, to give a little bit of a background on our friendship. And uh, Dave, how old were you when, when we first met? Do you remember? Yeah. Yeah. I was 12. 12. We, we had just moved. My, my dad was a pastor and we had just moved to, to the town that you lived in. And yeah. it was actually before we moved there. It was when he interviewed for the position, you know, it was that, that Sunday where we met each other in church and, you know, you, you were honestly the, the very first person I met, you know, in that town, which wound up, you know, essentially being my hometown, I, I uh, think, at least as a kid. I think that that was totally socially engineered by our parents. Like, <laughs> yeah. To us, it probably feels like this organic thing, like our friendship was just meant to be. But I think your mom, Vicky, was probably just really nervous that you wouldn't find any friends in this new town and, you know, made some arrangements. But in the end, it worked, right? I mean... It, yeah, Here we are. It, however many years later, thirties. I don't know, something like that. It, Twenty. Yeah. Yeah, almost thirty <laughs> years. Later. Yes. You know, I, I, I will say from my memory, you know, I, I think Rita had a pretty, pretty heavy hand. Oh, I'm sure too, she did. I'm it, sure she did. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Thank, thank the good Lord for the moms, right? Yeah. No, no kidding. <laughs> well, so um, there's a lot of different things that we've talked about discussing, and we've decided to keep each episode pretty focused. And, and so we just have just one question for this particular episode. Um, and that is what experiences both good and bad have significantly influenced your approach to being parents. And, uh, first of all, um, just in case anybody listens to this other than, than ourselves, um, at this time, I, I have a son named Steve who is 12 and a daughter, um, who was adopted named Miriam, who is eight. And I have a son, Logan, who is nine, and a, uh, another son, Caleb, who is five. Yeah. So, yeah. so yeah. What, what, what are your first, first responses to that question, Dave? So I, I would say I think probably the most influential, you know, I, I guess, experience or you know, uh, the observation that, that probably shapes, you know, how I am as, as a person. And really, you know, one of the things I, I really want to instill in my kids was, you know, having a, you know, a parent who really in my most formidable, you know, high school years, when you're starting to really kind of, you know, form your view on things outside of your family, you know, the, the world and mm-hmm. you know, really starting to kind of build that, that adult brain, um, you know, I, at the time, uh, my dad really challenged me, you know, every time I had an idea and I'm like, oh, this seems like a, a really good idea. It's, he would help me evaluate what, what were the things that were, um, you know, contrary to that idea or what are mm-hmm. the other sides, you know, and I, I think. Was it, was know, it a de- devil's advocate kind of nature of the conversation or? it. it I think that was one way to describe it. I think another way to describe it, you know, and since he was a pastor and since he, you know, had to deal with conflict and, you know, an organization that dealt with people with different backgrounds and different views, I think it was almost more empathy of people that might think differently, Hmm. you know, of, of this idea that, you know, okay, you think this is a great idea, but, but who might not think that? Why might uh, they not think that? So like, yeah. how, how does your idea or whatever affect those beyond just you? Is that 
some of it. it I, I think that was part of, you know, where, where he was coming from, mm-hmm. you know, and, and obviously it, it kind of rolls up all into a similar thing of just challenging yourself and, and yeah. having, you know, that the humility, you know, to, to some extent, you know, yeah. that's probably a strong word, but, but I think to kind of sit there and say, Oh, I think I have things figured out. Yeah. Uh, but, but, but I don't, you know, and to have to kind of, you know, and that transitioned into, you know, once I got through college, you know, spending seven, eight years as an auditor, which probably isn't surprising now, but, <laughs> you know, where, where you constantly had to support, you know, conclusions. And so yeah. I, I think that was something where, you know, I just recognized the, the, the value to me that mm-hmm. that had, you know, mm-hmm. and when you do that, your ability to learn, you know, yeah. it's, you know, it's something I, I really want my kids to, to, you know, take with them as they get older and as they start hitting, you know, adulthood to, to sit yeah. there and think every, every time you think you have it figured out, challenge yourself to, to prove yourself wrong. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, do you find yourself having those same kind of conversations with, with your boys, even though know, they're pretty young right now? Yeah, the, there was actually one moment with Logan about a year ago. So he would have been eight. And it was the first time he went to bring your kid to work day. Oh, yeah. So so I work at, you know, Travelers Insurance, an insurance company. And every year you can bring, you know, your kids for one day and you spend most of that day doing various activities that they have set up. And one of the activities was this game. So you're in a room, you know, there's five or six tables of, you know, four to five people, you know, it, they're each, each table had a couple, you know, kids and, and their parents. And there is this insurance game of life, you know, where essentially uh-huh. you, you had to pick, you know, between three different types of insurance coverage <laughs> at the beginning, you know, where you had like not insured, uh-huh. moderately insured, uh-huh. and then, you know, premium insurance uh-huh. you know, obviously that the idea is you know how much are you willing to spend up front not knowing what's going to happen down yeah you know down the road and, and right. as you go through the game you flip cards over and there are certain events and depending yeah. on your type of insurance you might have to pay more money and then at the end you total up the money uh-huh. and so these are all you know eight nine-year-olds and you know, was the there any like like scary cards where like the kid flips over the card and it's like you know <laughs> Your family just got into a car accident and your yeah. wife and children are burned badly. <laughs> yeah, yeah kind of like that scene in Tommy Boy, right? Where right. Yeah. Lights that model car on yes. fire. Kids, watch uh, Tommy Boy if you haven't yet. Yes. Oh, yeah. oh Logan channels Chris Farley on a daily basis, Good. I think. Good. Uh, I don't remember those type of cards. I Knowing <laughs> Travelers, I think it was pretty... Uh, pretty tame? Pretty con- yes, pretty yeah. tame. But but of course at the beginning, you know, all the kids are, are saying, you know, we want the best coverage, you know. It's yep. like, okay. And Logan was the only one that actually said, but wait, why why not something more moderate? Ah. And, yeah. and it was for me, I think as a parent, it was just really one, one of the prouder moments, you know, sure. it, it may, it maybe part of it was selfishly saying, Oh my God, I taught him something I wanted to teach him. And he was able to learn it. You know, yeah. <laughs> to, to demonstrate it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Naturally. That's you know, really cool. But, 
but the fact that he was the only one in that room at that time, you know, and I kind of talked to him afterwards, and I've I've reinforced that. It's good, him, you know. Hey, this yeah. was a special thing. It's like at that point we weren't ready yeah. to to fight that battle or go against the grain. You, you have to understand when you do that. But I mean, it was yeah. it was very rewarding, you know, in in that aspect. There are rewarding moments in parenting, right? <laughs> yes. And and you know that yeah. there, there's. I, at times it probably feels like there's not as many rewarding parents re- reward, rewarding moments in parenting as there are sort of struggles and challenges, but like those kinds of rewarding moments so far outweigh any challenges or, you know, um, hard things that you deal with. At least, at least that's been my experience. You know, I mean, everybody has different experience, but yeah, those, those rewarding moments like that are, are super, super special. Yes, I I totally agree. So how about how about you, man? What kind of shapes? Yeah, some of your thoughts well, on parenting. I, I had to go back, like pretty early in the game, the, the day that you know Angie and I were living in Chicago in Hyde Park. I was in seminary, and we had, we had decided we had gone back and forth with one another for really months about like, well, I'm I'm ready to start having kids, and the other would say no, I'm not quite ready yet. And like, it took us a while to get on the same page, but once with Steve, at least once we decided, yeah, we're ready to have kids like within a a week, it feels like, you know, she surprised me with the news that that she was pregnant. And one of the things that this was very early and it was very, very early in her pregnancy when, when she discovered that, you know? Um, And one of the things that I remember very clearly is getting on my computer, which was in our dining room, in our apartment and looking up how big Steve was at the time. And it was something like, it was either like a, the size of a pencil eraser or, you know, the, the tip of a pencil. I, I, I think, it, oh. I think it was the pencil eraser, but like I had, when I saw that, when, when I could put like shape and size to this new life that was coming along, the, the, the love that overflowed in me suddenly like really took me aback. Like, my, my, my love for him was just like there immediately though. I didn't know him or um, just the fact that he was, that he existed and was coming into the world. I was surprised by that love, but and not, but, but, but fast forward, you know, nine months later, I started to learn that. And really, I think my process of parenting has, has been learning little by little, what love, what, what loving a child means. Um, yeah. Cause that love that I felt right off the bat felt really, it was like a shot of dopamine, you know, it felt really, really good to me. But what I started to learn as soon as Steve was born is that this isn't going to go as I had planned. <laughs> right. I mean, the he, Steve, yeah. Steve came a week late, which ever since then, Steve has done everything on his own time, which does, does frustrate me at times. He was a week late and then, you know, the labor took more than 24 hours and ended with a C-section, which was not our quote birth plan, you know, you know, birth plan, birth plan. Like that's not, you know, but what's, anyway, what's that? Oh my gosh. And then we got him home and Angie was just incredibly exhausted. Like she's never been since and, and probably never will be again. And, and, and I was too, not, not nearly to the degree that she was, but I was also like more tired than I had ever been. But of course, like I had to be the primary on taking care of Steve and she was out. She was sound asleep. It was the middle of the night. I had him out in this little bouncy chair in the middle of our living room. 
And he was just screaming his head off for hours on end. And there was not a thing I could do about it. I couldn't sleep. I was wide awake. I wanted to sleep, but I couldn't, I couldn't console him. And it just taught me that like this, this, this is like a wild kind of thing. And like, it's not in my control. And, um, and if I'm going to love him, I, I, I got to love him for exactly who he is. And, and I, I got to love him through thick and thin. And when I'm not, when I'm not getting that shot of, shot of dopamine um, from it. And, and I, you know, we could talk a lot more about this, but the fundamental thing there is like parent, parenting requires a level of unselfish love that even now, 12 years later, I'm still learning um, and, and figuring out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, that that's a really big point that I think every parent yeah, you know, struggles with, yeah. I mean, you know, I say this as somebody who, you know, last night was trying to figure out how to get a kid to stop whipping things around the room at people, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, you know, a five-year-old. Yeah. At least, yeah. You know? uh, but, <laughs> but it is challenging, you know, and when you have to give consequences and things like that, you know, and, yeah. and I've tried to reinforce with, you know, with my own kids that, you know, hey, I'm doing this because I love you. you know? Yeah. It, and for me, it was probably a little bit easier because I grew up with three very small kids in the house when I was you know, yeah. a teenager. So yeah. I, I saw firsthand yes. what what would happen if you let them, you know, kind of run wild. You know, right. If you don't, you know, kind of set boundaries and you don't, um, you know, kind of hold them accountable when they need yep. to be held accountable. Yep. You know, and so it sounds like, you know, it, it, and I forget that often when, you know, when you realize the parenting differences that you have with your spouse, right? You know, sure. you kind of go, oh, yeah, you know, I had that that background. My wife didn't have that background. And yeah. It creates some, some differences in how we yeah. parent and, and a little bit of friction at times. For sure. For sure. All right. So, Tony, one thing I've... I, I thought would be really interesting that to find out about you is really just how your, you know, experiences within your family as a, as a kid, you know, shaped maybe some of your earliest thoughts on it, at least the type of family situation or the type of environment you would want to provide. Yeah. I, I thought about sort of marriage and family a lot more than I think your average kid did. And part of, part of, I think it was just my, my nature, but part of it was, you know, I had, a, I had a pretty good example. Um, my parents, my parents made family life seem like something that somebody would want to do. I mean, um, you know, we, we, we did stuff together as a family. We went on vacations, um, went camping. Um, I, I, I kind of had the, the best of both worlds with my siblings because I had two really great sisters, but they were separated from me in age by almost 10 years. And so, I had, I had the experience of having siblings, which is wonderful, but I also had the experience of like being an only child with lots and lots of focus on me, you know? Um, (laughs) So that was nice, but my my parents made it look really easy. And and that's, to me, that's like a double-edged sword a little bit. I mean, I know it wasn't easy for them because I I just know from being a parent now that it's not easy for anybody, But they, they made it look really easy. And that's, that's a gift because they made family life look like something somebody would want to do. 
but the, the other side of that is I, I went into marriage and family super, super naive, thinking basically that this was going to fulfill my every emotional need at all times. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. and, and that I, I like instinctually knew how to do it because I'd seen other people do it well. And, and both, I mean, those were, if, if I could, if I could go back and talk to the Tony, like just before he got married and like have a sit down with him, those are the two things that I would talk about that this marriage is not about, you know, you, you having all of your emotional needs met all the time. And, and you don't know how to do this, right? You're, you're basically an idiot when it comes to this. And, and you should assume that going in, you know? Um, <laughs> yeah. That's sage advice for really anybody that's about it, to get married. <laughs> And, and especially, especially for a 21 year old guy, you know, yeah. who thinks he's got it all figured out, but, but doesn't, um, but no, I mean, having, having the childhood that I had is, is definitely more of a gift than anything else. Um, because it, it really did make me, um, think positively about, you know, finding somebody that I love that I want to spend my life with and, and raising kids, um, with her and, uh, but yeah, it's it's just it's just a lot harder than I imagined it to be. So I don't know if that really answers your question. But like, do you do you identify with any points of, of what I just said, or where does that take it, your it, thoughts? Yeah, it, absolutely. And I I kind of realized I don't know if I ever told you this, but growing up, yeah, and, and being friends and and remembering things that you guys did as a family. You know, in a lot of ways, actually had a really big impact on on me. Interesting. You know, and kind of what what I wanted, you know, or, or, or the type of, you know, I don't know if environment's the right word, but, but you know, really kind of what I saw is, you know, what what I wanted my family to be like, you know, when, when I was older. You know, That's I, cool. And, and while I, you know, it, it, while obviously I was deeply shaped by, by both my parents as well, you know, oh, yeah. I think the reality was, you know, my teenage years we had you know my, my oldest sister is 11 years younger than me yeah the other one's 13 years younger and then you know a brother that's 15 years younger you know and so it in during that time where you and i were friends you know junior high high school um you know and, and living in our parents houses I, I i just naturally had an environment where you know there was just not enough you know, time and effort to, to maybe get some of the, the more direct interaction with my, with my family and to maybe right. do a lot of the things that, you know, that, that you guys were fortunately able to, to do. And, you know, I, I think it, it kind of gave me an example of, you know what, this is kind of what I, I really, you know, want to, to work towards, you know, and, yeah. You know, just to, to be able to have, you know, I, I looked at your family and it, it was that closeness, you know, and mm-hmm. I think, you know, y- your mom, it's, it's hard to, <laughs> hard to really describe Rita to, to people that, that don't, um, <laughs> you know, ha- haven't met her, but yeah. you know, my, my memories of her, you know, and your dad were just, I mean, you know, they, they would do anything, you know, for their family and, and they they were to provide a, a really stable and good environment. Yeah, you know? and I mean, yeah. you know, and your your mom very very stable, very very consistent. Yeah, yeah, and and they had a, a whole lot of opportunities to maybe enjoy some of the finer things in life when you were younger. But but it was very yeah. clear that you know, well, while I know that I, I'm sure, yeah, you know, that there were 
periods, you know, where, where finances were something that stressed them out, you know, it just seemed like they, they were just so down to earth, you know, mm-hmm. and yeah, I mean, I remember going shopping with your mom at DJ Maxx. You know, oh yeah, and, and, yeah, yeah. And so I, I think <laughs> you know, it was just yeah. For me, it was really an example of yeah, I, I want to be close, you know, with my kids and do things with them. You know, yeah, and, and I never felt that my parents should have done more. It was just that that's how life is. You, you definitely yeah, appreciate I mean, how challenging it when, is when you're a pastor and a, and a daycare provider, as your mom was. Um, there's, there's not a lot of like just vacation money sitting around, you know, and when you have four kids. So, yeah. Yeah. So you're, I mean, and, and, and as you know, I mean, your family for me was something that I needed to experience as well. Um, because your parents were just so, um, raw, like, (laughs) you know, I mean, my, my, my family growing up was a little bit like, Stepford wives, like everything was clean all the time. You know, uh, my mom just wanted things to be as perfect and as idyllic as they could be. Right. Yeah. But your family and your household just felt really, really real. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, if Darby was cranky, like he was just cranky and it didn't matter that I was there and, you know, if he and Vicky needed to have an argument about something, it was never that bad or anything, but like they'd have it. And, <laughs> you know, um, I don't know that, that, that really helped me to feel comfortable just being myself a- among your family, you know? Um, yeah. So yeah, no, that was, that was an experience. I think, I think both of our families just provided us with things that we needed and, and didn't know it at the time, you know? Yeah, and that's it, really that. That's a big takeaway, you know, for me from this conversation is just kind of that awareness that I don't think I ever realized that we both observed each other's families yep. and, and yep. took some of that with us as parents. And, for sure, yeah, you know, that, that that's kind of cool. There aren't a whole lot of people that I think, yeah, you know, maybe there are. Maybe I just. Well, yeah, and, and, and maybe realize. that's a little bit of wisdom that we can pass on here that we've discovered yeah. is like your kids, I'm speaking to our kids now, right? Your yeah. kids need more than just you and what you can offer them. Absolutely. You know, I think wow. that's really, really true. Um, that was deep. And that, that, that is both like challenging to a parent, but it's also comforting because it's like you can't provide everything that your kids need and so stop trying like do your best to give them the gifts that that you're able to pass on um but they they need other people in their lives that can give them other gifts and uh yeah absolutely so so if we flip it a little bit then and say what were some of the things yeah, it, it, and stepping outside of, you know, maybe, maybe our families themselves, but maybe things where it's like, hey, this isn't, this is something I got to remember when I get older that, yeah, I I want to to do it differently with my kids. Yeah, it doesn't necessarily mean it's bad, mm. but yeah. But, yeah is there so you're saying that, like, like what, what advice I would give to my kids, like the same kind of advice that I would have liked to have before I became it, a husband and a father? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
Well, for me, I think the biggest thing is becoming a parent reveals, and especially at a young age like I did, um, it reveals like whatever issues you have in your life that you haven't dealt with. Um, it reveals those issues. It reveals those vulnerabilities. Um, as I kind of got, you know, spoke about before, I, I think I thought I was a pretty well-rounded guy who like was pretty self-aware. I, I knew myself and um, parenting just really stretches you in, in ways that you can't anticipate. And, um, and your kids, if, if you don't deal with your own personal stuff, like if you don't take responsibility for your own um, vulnerabilities and, and personal issues, whether, you know, mental or emotional or stuff that you've been through, like, even if you don't intend it, your kids will become a victim of that stuff that you haven't dealt with. I've, I've experienced that, um, in, in different ways. And so, um, I'm not sure I would have been capable of it at that time in my life, but I think it would have been valuable advice to get. It's like, you know, get, get some counseling if you can, like, yeah. Go th- go through your life story, like dig dig into it deeply, interrogate it a little bit. Don't don't assume that you know yourself as well as as maybe you think you do. And I I got I I already know that my kids are definitely m- much more you know wise and and worldly than I was um, at that age. But anyway, that's that's what comes to mind. What what about for you? It, it it's hard. I I think. You know, I'd always viewed myself as being, you know, wanting to be the one that reasons with them, right? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, let's, you know, hey, and I think, you know, I grew up in a family where, you know, I had a parent that, you know, was very passionate sometimes. You know, if you got in trouble. And so, I mean, I think one of the takeaways, you know, from being a kid and that that's, you know, growing up like that was, uh, you know, hey, I just, I, I want to try and appeal to their sensibilities, right? Right. You know, famous last <laughs> words. Yes. <laughs> you know, and, you know, a, a lot of it is when you have kids that are different, you know, that respond differently and need different um, yeah. focus or, or yeah, it, you need to emphasize different things things you know when, when you're holding them accountable or, or they respond differently that's probably the best way to say it you know yep, yep. Uh, to, to guidance or to you know consequences or you know I, right. how do you help correct you know some of the behavior and i think that's been a big challenge for me is you know i have a younger kid who uh, you know a five-year-old who is absolutely stubborn and has always been you know i i my wife, who you know, I, I probably say this often, you know, my my wife, uh, you know, didn't wind up going to high school, but she, mm-hmm. you know, wound up getting her GED, going to college, graduate program, you know, and getting straight A's in her graduate program. Yeah, you know, and I yeah. think a lot of a lot of what drove her, you know, through getting over the hump of you know missing high school was just pure stubbornness, and mm-hmm. yeah, that that our first. Our first uh, child, Logan, when he came out, I was like, "Whoa, he's even way stuff, way more stubborn than than she can be." Uh huh. 
And then you know, kind of thinking, oh, nobody could be more stubborn than us. You have <laughs> Caleb, who yeah. is ten times as stubborn. Yeah, and you see, you see that translate into great things, but it makes it very challenging at times to, yeah. to kind of, you know, it's like reasoning doesn't work. You know, against pure, you know, raw stubbornness, right? From yep. a five-year-old, and you know, so so I think that's been a challenge, you know, for for myself and what, what I would have formed myself a little bit more of, you know, is just, Hey, don't, don't be naive in this area. You know, yeah. it's, yeah, you, you need to be, you know, kind of dynamic, I guess, in how you raise your kids because they're going to be different or going to respond differently. Parenting is a, them. is a creative task, <laughs> <laughs> right? It's, yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's an, it's an art, not a science. Um, and, and yeah, so like the, the nugget of wisdom, that I hear coming through and what you're saying that, that I think I would want my kids to know is like your kids aren't going to be what you um, expect them to be or want them to be. I mean, there, there might be, you know, aspects of that there, but like they are their own human being. <laughs> and, and just like by virtue of DNA and stuff, there's going to be some marked similarities between them and you, but they are their own creature and um and you you know like like forrest gump said you never know what you're gonna get (laughs) and yeah yeah um and that's that's a wonderful wonderful thing if you can embrace it it's it's challenging right but it's a wonderful wonderful thing and and that goes back to what i said about like not expecting parenting or marriage to fulfill your every need like your kids aren't coming into the world to fulfill your every emotional need they're just coming into the world and it's your job as a parent to try and try and decipher who they are, you know, and, 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 and enable that and like protect that and nurture that whatever they are, like the best of what they are, right. Is for us to protect and to nurture and, and allow to grow, you know, yeah. um, and that, that's, that's a real, I think that's a real luxury of our, of our generation, right? Because hundred years ago and, you know, they're having families with, with 10 kids and, you know, just to keep the farm going or whatever, you know, they, they didn't, you know, no judgment on them because like they didn't, they didn't have that luxury that, that we yeah. have. And, and to a certain degree, like our, our parents, you know, didn't have that luxury or didn't have that idea yet. But I, I think, I think for us, I think it's kind of an exciting time to be parents. Yeah. It, and it's also, yeah, it, it's also scary in that regard too, because, yeah. you know, I, I think, yeah. You know, and you probably started to see it with our generation where parents were becoming more active in their kids' lives. You know, I, I, yes. I remember my parents telling stories, you know, if they, if they were in a, sports team at school you know it was probably rare for the parents to to go to the games yeah. and, and yeah. I, I think we started to see that shift you know and now it does become a challenge of how do you it's been a dramatic how, shift. Do, you, how yeah. do you embrace that while still grounding them enough to understand that you know um the, the things they have might be way better than they could ever appreciate you know or, or <laughs> yeah yeah, it, it, and that's just kids in general, right? They're not going to yeah. uh, appreciate, you know, necessarily, you know, what what they 
how things could be if they didn't have as much, you know, um, right. whether it's stability in the house or it's, you know, things or the ability to do activities. You know, I, I think it, it creates that challenge of trying to instill gratefulness. Yeah. You know, and we're by nature, I think, relative beings, you know, we, we view the world relatively. Yep. Um, you know, and it's to me that's something that as they start to get older, you know, or, or I'm sensing that kind of you know where you start to creep in with the age of my kids of mm-hmm. you know how do you teach them to be grounded enough to to not to, to not take things for granted when they're old enough to where that can really have some create yep. some difficulties in their life. It's it's a it's a classic parenting sort of trope, right? I mean it's. Back in my day, I had to walk, you know, two miles barefoot in the snow to get to school, you know, <laughs> yeah. or, you know, think of the kids in Africa who don't have anything to eat, you know, eat your vegetables or whatever. Like, it's it's a thing. <laughs> it's a thing we do. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, the reality is also that the challenges that they face whenever they become parents, if they do, um, and the world that they're going to be living in is going to be completely different than it is now. So their experience of being parents is going to be and and like being family in the future is going to be very different from their experience now. And so they're going to have to, you know, uh, adapt what they experienced and, 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 and then their current, you know, realities as well. And I think I'm sure I can speak for both of us, Dave, when like, you know, if we're we're lucky enough to still be around when, when our, our kids are figuring those things out, like, you know, we remember how hard it was, we're not going to judge you for mistakes that you make. We'll be there to support you regardless, you know, um, and, and we'll do our best to be humble and realize that the challenges that you're facing are very different from the ones that we faced. Yep. It, yeah. Yeah. That, that's a really good point. And I, I think that's a good one to end on. Maybe it is. What do you think? This, this has been the first episode of the db and big t podcast and we're looking forward to the next conversation thanks for listening in kids love you guys yeah absolutely bye db see you teeth